What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, and I'm joined, as always, by my good, good friend, JW Crewall. JW, how's it going? It's going pretty well, Riley. Just had a birthday yesterday. You did, and you beat me to the punch. I was hoping you wouldn't say anything so I could like catch you <laughs> off guard, but you're just one of those guys who takes a lot of pride in his birthday, I guess. So. No, it's, I, I, I think it's kind of like... It, it started with a meme like many years ago, like a meme before memes where it's like because I really growing up never celebrated my birthday. Like I yeah. never I never really celebrated any holiday, to be fair. Like I would never really ask for anything for Christmas. I never really asked for anything for my birthday. I never I had maybe like a couple parties, but that just like wasn't who I was. You know, it wasn't like, yeah. oh, yes. Oh, yes, today is a day to celebrate me. Like, I never took full advantage of that, you know? So, like, now as I get older, it's like, oh, well, my birthday is a is a special holiday. I mean, you, you really have to take this, you know, very seriously if you're my friend. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just been kind of a kind yeah. of a funny thing like that you know the older i get the more i'm the more it's like self-inflated importance but maybe it's just subconsciously like i don't actually care but maybe it's me subconsciously going back <laughs> reaching back you know, for those times that yeah, were lost yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly where like i could have actually felt like my birthday was important but now it isn't but i'm trying to make it feel so it, yeah that's funny that's definitely yeah. funny i uh i was very much the same way where i did not really do anything for my birthday um yeah or like i was a big holiday guy growing up um i don't think i've quite reached the phase where i've had inflated self-importance on my birthday yeah <laughs> you'll get there but i once maybe once i get another year or two under my belt then uh then i'll get yeah. there i feel like i've been 24 forever now uh-huh. <laughs> you know like with the covid yeah. and everything i feel oh, like i haven't sure. had a birthday in years <laughs> <laughs> pretty crazy how our perception of uh time has changed <laughs> yeah no kidding yeah definitely has so yep but it was good we played uh board games we played pandemic legacy got a couple of rounds under our belt it's a uh pandemic legacy for uh those listeners at home that don't know it's it's like the game pandemic but the board will change and you're supposed to play it a certain number of of you know, round, you're supposed to play it like 12 times or, you know, however many times you need to to finish a year's worth of the game. So it's like every game you play is a month and there are different things that happen to the board and to the cards and to the characters. And so it's this kind of game that builds upon itself the more that you play, which was really cool. We got started into that and then had some, you would know this, Riley. We got some uh, chicken from Hot Chicken Takeover. <laughs> which is very a very tasty Nashville hot chicken place in Columbus. And then my wife and my roommate made us sushi for dinner and a little raspberry cake roll. Wow. So all in all, Treated like it a was cake. a really nice thing. That's true. That's true. And I did minimal dishes. Minimal. Not zero. Which, but... <laughs> no, not zero. I definitely helped. I definitely helped. But, you know, if there's one day that you don't have to do dishes it's probably that day but you're just you're so pure of heart that you did some anyway i did i did that's right that's right i could tell that they you know they put a lot of time into the day so i was like you know what i will in turn play my part and uh and do some dishes so a truly noble soul that's right that's right 
I, that, I mean, that is what I want to be known for. Doing things on my birthday. <laughs> Very nice. Very yes, nice. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so with JW's birthday under our belt, let's jump right into it then. So over the last few weeks, we've really beat into the ground some of the big decks in the format. The ADPs, the Eternatuses. Um, and we know that that doesn't comprise the entirety of the meta, the Mewtwo's even. Um, there's a lot of decks that are out there, and with all sorts of tournaments on the horizon, uh, this is a great time to experiment and try them out. JW just came out with actually a really good video. Um, they come out today of why you should get good at the TCG right now. Um, and because the the format is expansive yet limited in card pool, it's a really good opportunity to, uh, to try new things and get really good at them. So... Today, I yeah. thought we'd cover some of our favorite rogue-ish decks, like Tier 2 mm -hmm. onwards decks, um, that we think are viable pickups in today's meta. So, JW, mm -hmm. why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so one deck that uh, has seen some play recently that really came out of nowhere is uh, Dustin Zimmerman's and, and uh, that uh, testing group, Frank Persick and a few others. They came up with a uh, bird trio deck featuring Articuno, Zathos, and Moltres GX powering up via Victini. And it is reminiscent to kind of the ADP bird trio deck of the past, you know, yeah. where that deck also used the Victini to power up ADP, to use ADP's GX attack um, to, you know, go into a bird trio. But they just said, hey, you know what? We probably don't need ADP. Cut that out of the list and made a little bit more room for, you know, uh, consistency cards and, and setting up this um, very interesting mechanic where, you know, again, you're you're letting your Victini die, and so you're setting yourself up to be able to play into the um, strategy of Lieutenant Surge. That was a little roundabout way to say Lieutenant Surge's strategy. And, uh, you know, give yourself that kind of mechanic of being able to welder and play like a greens or you know greens for the welders and, and be able to do some funky stuff there uh dustin took it to a top 16 finish in an online tournament over the last week and i thought it was a pretty cool deck that again i i love the card for one articuno moltres and, and uh, articuno zapdos and moltres gx the stained glass promo is like my favorite card like of all time i just i love that card. that's one of the best but ever, um, for sure yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of cool to see that deck pop up. Obviously, doing the the GX attack, like, not only heals you, I think is, like, a major point uh, for the deck, but it also does a bunch of snipe damage. So being able to take advantage of uh, any deck that plays, you know, Jirachis, I think Baby Blacephalon is, like, probably the one that I would look to there. But, you know, being able to control things against Mad Party, being able to get control the board against Inteleon, also things that are really good. And being able to do stuff against... Uh, Eternatus, although it's a little bit easier with Eternatus to kind of play around the the GX attack. But uh, that's one deck that I look to that um, is really interesting. I'm really happy that there are still things coming out for this format that we haven't predicted, that we didn't know. And I, I'm actually really happy that the metagame is so diverse that it would allow a deck like this to uh, to perform well. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting archetype. Um, like you said, very reminiscent of the ADP bird deck. I mean, basically the same framework, but trading out the ADP cards yeah. for, like, welders. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I mean, it, and it works. It's streamlined. It, it works quite well. It gets set up pretty consistently. I think the deck tends yeah. to struggle against things that can deal with the bird itself easily. Uh, I think it really yeah. leans into getting the two-hit KO on the bird and using the GX attack. Um, that's not necessarily a flaw, though. Like, that's part of the deck's framework, and um, unfortunately, it just takes rougher matchups to those Oko kind of decks. Um, sure. I, sure. I think it's fun, though. It's, Riley, what's... It's... Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What... what uh... Yeah, yeah. What what mostly do you what? Blah, 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 blah. I'm getting my tongue tied. <laughs> what most do you like about the deck from what you've seen? Um, from what I've seen, I really like it into matchups that are forced to multi-hit KO you. Um, so yeah. a good example is like an early like Senti Scorch has to hit you multiple times, and you can take advantage of that sure. with very good math. Um, and they do play a yeah. Vitality yeah. Band to try and help smooth out the math versus um versus like ADP and they even play like powerful colorless energy, which is pretty cool. Um, kind of hard to like, find yeah, so you can reach it, but <laughs> you know, you can do it. Right. But when you do, I mean, it, it's kind of cool, right? Cause the, the bird trio can take advantage of that uh, plus 20 damage buff. And so, yeah, it does have a lot of tricks. It has a lot of, um, you know, room for those tech item cards. So yeah. you're playing a greens engine. So you get to play things like Tool Scrapper if you choose. You know, you get to play things like Stealthy Hood. You get to play very easily things like Reset Stamp. And so that's another thing that I look to the deck and say, yeah, you know, this, this is kind of cool because you get to utilize some of these tool cards that maybe don't quite make their way into other lists. But since you're playing a Greens Engine, you can really capitalize on being able to search out, you know, whenever you need it, that one tech tool card or, um, yeah. you know, tech item card. Yeah, I almost wonder with uh, with stuff like Intellion and, and Bird Trio starting to enter the meta, if one prize decks will consider playing you um, from Unbroken Bonds again to reduce bench damage. Sure, that could be cool. I just don't think that you have the room for it in like a deck like Blacephalon. Like, think about the decks that sure and would would have things get one shot, you know, by a by a Sky Legends, and that would be you know Zigzagoons and Eternatus. That would be Jirachis and Blacephalon. Um, I mean, Spirit and that would be, I guess, like Frost, Frost one, Spirit Tomb. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, yeah, but uh, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like enough archetypes yeah. to make it and, worth and it. Now, not. if Pikaram, <laughs> if Pikaram came back, maybe, but I think I think that the the GX attack is not something to tech hard for, and I think that makes it like that much more viable, right? Like it's like, but if you're it's, not going to play this deck viable off the, off the back of its GX attack, then wouldn't you just want to make it unviable by putting in the, the counter? The I GX guess, attack? but would you, would you really, would you really expect to see this bird trio deck? No, you but know, if you did multiple times. In a tournament? Eh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It could be something for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You seem like you have your doubts. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that it's, it's fun for sure. I don't know that it's necessarily the kind of... I mean, it just doesn't seem like the kind of deck that would ever win a tournament to me. Yeah. Um, but it seems like a deck that in the right hands could perform very well. You know? Uh, it's the kind of deck that seems like it could go 0-3. And then it seems like the kind of deck that could, you know, make a run at, at a top 8 performance. Um, yeah. But it just doesn't seem poised to you know go all the way but i mean i guess uh you know it does take some pretty even to favorable matchups um against a lot of the big decks in the format so if you either run hot um or you know again if it has more representation 
then there might be a chance that it uh, that it could take down some of these online tournaments. I know me personally, I don't plan on taking a green stack to a tournament with the first turn rules. Yeah, green stacks are definitely hard. And then also just with Marnie being kind of, uh, you know, as staple as it is. I mean, we just pretty much every deck needs Marnie. Yeah. So with the greens decks, you know, it's it's not like the greens decks of old where your only real threat was getting reset stamped, which was still a very real threat. But you could, you know, you get reset stamped in the early turns after you use your first greens and you're still drawing, you know, seven cards after your top deck. And like, that's a pretty reasonable hand that you can do a lot of things. That's with. a whole opening hand. You know, <laughs> redu- yeah, right. And like reducing, you know, you're only reducing it by two. But uh, again, when you're trying to combo things like with the welder, you're trying to get, you know, your double fire and the welder, like it just, it starts to make things really dicey uh, if you do get Marnied as opposed to Green's decks of old that uh, that got reset stamped. Yeah, yeah, so. for sure. Any any parting words for Birdtree OJW? I mean, I'm I'm excited to give it another look, but uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's it's one of those decks that I'm I'm kind of cautiously like like uh, keeping an eye out for, but maybe not really um, telling anyone to that they should play it like i'm not uh not sure that 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 it's the deck that uh that i would be recommending to anyone yeah fair enough fair enough so nice so riley what about you what are some of your favorite decks we were just talking about your the the meme deck you seem to gravitate towards these kind of these kind of decks that are a little bit meme in nature and then they turn out to be very good <laughs> and i think you found another one here why don't you tell the listeners about that sure i don't know what you mean by gravitate towards decks that are meme but <laughs> well what about like guardian is a great example guardian was was no meme bro. that was that was the real <laughs> deal through and through <laughs> um yeah, so actually this is birthed in very much the same way um, where I was talking with Brady Botner on Discord and we wanted to play Pokemon and wanted to find do something different. So yeah. um, I was actually playing Teamfight Tactics simultaneously um, and I built a Mad Party deck and started running with it. Now, before anyone start, like students out, I realized that Mad Party is like a hard meme deck, much more than Guardian or like Wacky Smacky or any of my previous like decks that i've worked on um i acknowledge that and i don't think mad party is as good as those decks were that being said mm-hmm. Mad party has performed very very well for me <laughs> and it's been very surprising um i think if you just lean really hard in consistency and play the decks hard out it actually does pretty well against pretty much everything that's not uh Arceus, dalga and palkia tag team gx mm. so if you can avoid that little sucker uh, then the deck's actually decent. It trades really well into some of these larger, like multi-prize decks. Um, like Centiscorch yeah. is a very good matchup. Um, Eternatus, if they if they don't hit a ton of Zigzagoons, or if they don't play, if they don't hit a ton of Scoop Up Nets early, or if they don't play Scoop Up Net, then I think yeah. they're favored in that matchup. Um, and then like you can pretty much trade evenly with any other one prize deck like the baby cephalons of the world you trade just fine mm-hmm. with um and actually it's probably simpler for you to get um consistent knockouts than than for them sure um because you don't sure. have to rely on welder so the deck is fine and like you get you get trade 0.5 with uh <laughs> the poltygeist so it's just a really fun deck um i was getting really frustrated actually 
um, over the last week. I was playing a lot of ladder, and I was playing a lot of like the big meta decks, and it was just kind of frustrating me, like basically having the same games played out over and over. Um, not not like down to the game level, but you know the same like macro actions were happening over the course of a lot of games, and I just needed something to refresh my perspective on the meta. Um, and Mad Party was a great way to do that. I feel much more excited and much more rejuvenated about the meta having played something that's a little more rogue a little more meme um, but that still manages to pick up wins and i i will say my win rate has been very good so um if you if you are interested i would actually recommend like trying the deck out and uh just go hard on consistency with a deck like that like don't worry about teching it out at all just go all the way in <laughs> i mean not to brag but i'm kind of a legend with mad party so yeah yeah so it's become a little bit of a meme in like my group chats because I I'm just spamming them all about how good Mad Party is and like obviously I'm hyperbolizing yeah. it, but uh, I I really can't emphasize enough like how rejuvenating it's been to like play something different and and enjoy it. Yeah. What uh, what is your win rate? What since you since you brought it up, I think that was either a bait or oh it wasn't yeah, a bait. It, feels, it just it's feels like, like a bait. It's like high 80s percent after I don't know. Jeez, Louise, like dude! Games already. That's ridiculous, bro. <laughs> and and you would say, what's like your? I mean, I I can probably assume your worst matchup, but what is your worst matchup? It's ADP, and then the other matchup Just that's sketchy is a uh, is a turn of this with scoop up nets. <laughs> Just because if this because they can like donk you before you even play. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> <Which> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, would I take it to a tournament? Uh, I would at least consider it, uh, especially if it was one of those ADP ban tournaments. I would actually be kind of down to play it because uh, it. Yeah, I will say yeah, it smashes Santa Conda. Santa Conda doesn't have a chance. <laughs> are um, are you playing it with a dugong? With a dugong, no. Although that's not a bad idea. Um, yeah. No, I just yeah, we I saw just it all the way in consistency. Like I don't mess with the formula. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like I mean, it reminds me of you know uh, uh, Night March of old, where you know it starts out, nobody really gives it much credit, and then you know the list has to be built in a very certain way, and it's not really ever that good, but it's like pretty viable, and like it does have enough good matchups that like it should be represented in the format. Well, Night March and, was um, that good, to be fair. What's that? Night March was that good though. <laughs> not when it not when it first started, bro. I sure. like, I cards made came out later. That, cards that, came bro. out later, but Mike March was that good. I, no, I, I, I understand. The first you were the early. You were the early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shame in. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying though. It's like it's yeah. like you have to build it in a certain way, and it's kind of janky. And then like we might get support for it later on in the line, and that does actually boost it up to you know being. Um, like a tier one archetype if you're saying okay this is maybe falling somewhere you know tier two tier three but still having a place in the meta like there might be some support for it that uh you know just can can help us along in, in getting to that uh, uh consistency status like that we that we would crave with a deck like that so um very interesting very interesting what uh, what's your next deck riley that you have been uh having your eye on that you really like that maybe isn't something that's the choice of a lot of top players yeah and looking at the list, yeah, I feel like you got the stronger decks of the decks that we have listed out. But mine are the funner decks. And so <laughs> the deck that I the second deck that I want to talk about was the Water and YouTube deck. 
Um, so for the unaware, um, there is the Mewtwo deck that plays Frostmoth and takes advantage of a lot of the water-type GXs. And what I really yep. like about this version of Mewtwo as opposed to Welder, well, there's two things I like about it. One, it plays hard draw supporters as opposed to relying on Welder. And I really, Welder feels so uncomfortable to use right now. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the Marnie heavy meta. But I hate relying on Welder as opposed to these really good draw supporters. Welder felt much better comparatively when the draw supporters were worse. Um, mm. You know, in a pre-research, pre-Marnie era, Welder felt, Welder decks felt a lot more comfortable to me. Um, so that aside um i like it because it has hard draw and i like it because it has more one hit ko potential like sustainable one hit ko potential one of the things that's really sure. been frustrating me about playing mewtwo welder lately is how bad the matchup versus eternatus is um versus someone who knows what they're doing into the matchup so as long as eternatus dodges your um incineroar gx attack and just doesn't hit you without killing you um they can basically guarantee that they win the game most of the time um and that's really really frustrating as a mewtwo player um to basically you they flip over yeah. to turn this and you and you know if they don't stumble that you basically have lost um right so that was really frustrating to me but whereas the the water deck um, as opposed to just having one GX attack that takes an Oko, and even then the the fire deck actually can't Oko an Eternatus with the with the 300 damage, um, but the mm -hmm. water one it can with Blastoise GX as uncapped damage. So as long as you find the right. damage you or, or the water energy, you can get there. Um, right. And there's a lot of cool water attackers. Much honestly, I was looking at the fire attacker slash colorless attacker pool, and it felt like kind of bad to me, at least relative to what it used to feel like. Um, and I don't yeah. think it's because the cards are like worse or it's missing pieces that it had before. I just think the cards now are stronger and have more HP, and so it's harder for Mewtwo to do its thing. Um, sure, absolutely. So the water has a lot of cool attackers. You have the Starmie to accelerate on off turns. You have the Blastoise GX. You have the Blastoise Piplup Tag Team. Um, it uses Frostmoth, which is just like sick in of itself. I've tried multiple times to make Frostmoth decks work in Standard and Expanded. And uh, so this is like the first one that's like probably the most viable of all of those. Um, yeah. And I, I just really like it for, for the sum of those reasons. It's a fun deck to play. It gets yeah. the Okos that it needs to be a viable deck. Um, yeah. And it's just sick. Like, and it plays hard draw. <laughs> so all <laughs> those rocks. things together makes it really good. Vulnerabilities um, kind yeah. of lend themselves fairly obviously. Like if you're taking a big Oko, it's unlikely that you have a lot of energy left on the board. So decks can capitalize by like uh, bossing up the, the Frostmoth potentially. Um, and obviously like, some of those uh, it's up to the player other times like you just have to get rid of all your energy and there's nothing you can do um and right. so Frostmoth, you know uh, sorry buddy you're like you're dead um <laughs> so it, it yeah. does have holes that you can poke into it um of and course. you know like you, you have to potentially play hoods if people are playing mimicu or whatever um of course yeah. but i think on the whole it's actually like surprisingly decent um i don't know if yeah. the engines have got to the point where they're like objectively good yet but it's it's decent um, and I think with enough exploration, yeah. it could actually find itself like surpassing Welder Mewtwo. So you don't think that the lists are perfected yet? I mean, are lists ever perfected? I don't. I don't know if we've hit like the perfect engine for uh, these kinds of. I don't know, man. I feel like uh, there have that's... been 
there have sure, been there are lists that come like I walk out arguably. Of, yeah. Um, but like I I don't think I don't think like any lists in this meta are perfected yet. Um hmm. besides my mad party list. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I it's really hard to perfect like that kind of deck where it's a toolbox deck and it plays like a mixture of Pokemon. Sure. Like, um, you know, you're playing sure. a stage one support Pokemon, but you're playing a basic attacker and you're playing all these random GXs. Like, it's hard to to really nail down how a list like that should look. Um, that being mm-hmm. said, I think the the lists that are out there for it are pretty good, and I, I do recommend you try it. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. <laughs> well, my my second choice for kind of off the beaten path i yeah now i'm realizing like man this one is this one's like a probably a a tier one deck but uh (laughs) i just have been enjoying i've just been enjoying the uh lucario melmetal a lot uh just i don't know i feel like it's uh it's it's uh the only deck that well it's one of the few decks that has kind of a different play style from the other top decks in the sense that you're not just trying to do as much damage as you can as quickly as you can, which is generally speaking the play of almost every other archetype that you would consider, yeah. you know, a, as a contender. And so uh, Lucario Memetal, I think, yeah, it's just, I, I say it's off the beaten path. Cause I just think like not a lot of people play it. Like it takes a certain kind of player to have that kind of defensive mentality. Um, but it is, this archetype that I've really been enjoying, I really like that it just puts the beat down on Eternatus. You know, you take a bad matchup to fire, of course, but, um, you know, if you don't run into too many Baby Blacephalon or you don't run into too much Scorch, you're probably going to have a good day. And, um, yeah, I just think that deck is very cool. It's a very, again, counter play style, whereas all the other decks want to go fast. Lucario Melmodel wants to slow the game down. Yeah. Does Senescorch have a counter to Bronzong yet? The Sen- oh well, I, I guess if you're playing the Bronzong version, sure. Then you can add that for uh for fire stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh Of course. But Cephalon obviously has uh the whatever it's called. The, the cram. <laughs> um The Cram. I, I don't often see Scented Scorch has double. I don't know that I've seen that in Scented Scorch, but yes, Scented Scorch would have... just play Cramorant or double, though. Maybe that's just my yeah. personal experience. You know, I don't want to like let my personal experience like taint that. Um, but right. every time I play against Scented Scorch, they're playing Volks and Scented Scorches, <laughs> and that's their right. that's their gig. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, and that's that kind of has to be the thing for Scented Scorch, just because I. You know, you don't want to bog that deck. That deck especially. Like, you can't really get away with too many auxiliary attackers. You can't really get away from uh, just, like, making your deck as consistent as possible. Because, again, like we were talking earlier in the in the <laughs> podcast, like the Welder stuff, you just want to make it, like, very straightforward. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to be fair, though, so, I also haven't given Scorch like, much personal time. Like, I haven't invested time into playing Scorch myself, so who knows? Um, I mean, I have, and I, I, I've never liked it. I, I feel like I've voiced that you have, uh, opinion you have on that. A fair amount yeah. of times. <laughs> so, You're like, please stop. <laughs> so uh, what else do you like about Lucario Melmetal? Is it just the, the tempo of the deck is what draws you to it? Do you feel like it takes pretty good matchups? 
Yeah, I mean the matchups are are decent. I mean you got uh, you got good like you look at the good Eternatus matchup as being the kind of the thing that just kind of yeah immediately makes the deck viable, and then you have pretty much winnable matchups uh, against anything that just you know isn't a direct counter. Like you can't really beat. Um, can't really beat things like Decidui Goons if they can get an Obstagoon up. Um, you know, I, I guess there would be a way, like with the Brown Song, you know, there you have a chance, but it's like, it's just, it gets hard. It gets hard. And then, um, you know, ADP can go a few different ways depending on how you draw in the early game. But ADP matches um, very close for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I mean, it, it's really great. It's really a, a, an interesting deck that I just love that play style of. Takes some very reasonable matchups to a lot of things. And um, again, with the right matchups, you can go far in a tournament, and uh, it's been seeing a lot of success. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about Lucario um, is how it struggles against the fire decks, and maybe that's just my my own luck. But every time I take Lucario Metal for a spin, I'm playing against yeah. a Blacephalon into a Mewtwo into a Blacephalon into a Santa Scorch. Well, that that <laughs> is the that is the biggest problem, in my opinion, of Lucario Metal is that. You know, Blacephalon is being played a lot, a lot more than I thought it would be at this point uh, in the format. You know, I thought uh, going into this format, I thought, you know, Blacephalon would have have a seat at the table. Like we didn't we didn't write it off by any means heading into the format. But um, just looking at some of these results from the online tournaments that have been posted on Twitter and things like this, just seeing all of the Blacephalon that gets played. I mean, people just love this deck. And not only do they love the deck, they're doing very well with it, having, you know, pretty decent matchups against uh, a number of top decks, being able to one-shot all the VMAXs makes it a great uh, a great consideration for any tournament that you play in. Yeah, I, so, I love Blacephalon myself, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that would be the scariest thing about playing Lucario Melmetal, but I think a lot of other things you can, um, you know, work your way around. Yeah, for sure. Any other decks that you want to give a, a quick shout out to? You don't have to get too in depth on. A shouty? Yeah. I mean, shout out to Inteleon. Always Inteleon Always. with you. <laughs> Ride or die. <laughs> I, I want to shout out. Tor played this really cool Chinchino Mill deck. Uh, on stream the other day um obviously we lost our anger which uh inhibits the archetype but he was playing the rototiller uh excadrill instead and it actually uh, worked like surprisingly well it was like a very reset stamp jesse james heavy version yeah, yeah. um and as someone who's much a fan of archetypes like that myself i want to try that is that's the one where you the excadrill you shuffle four back in? Yeah, man, it's better Rankaru. It yeah, it's insane. I mean, on a stage one, but <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it seems like uh, seems like the format is due for an alternate win condition deck. I'll say. Do you think that? Do you think that that one could be viable, or is it relegated to kind of a meme with like ADP still being a major factor? Uh, ADP is problematic for sure. Um, you could probably build it to have a better ADP matchup, but yeah, oh, yeah. ADP man. <laughs> I know it's like all the possibilities, and then you're like, well, does it beat ADP? No, okay. Yeah, <laughs> maybe shouldn't put too much more stock in. Yeah, we were talking about this before the stream even, <laughs> and it's like with with decks like these, I think the real problem with ADP, um, and I don't want to delve too much into this. 
you know, I don't want to take too much time out of the podcast to talk about ADP again. But I think the real problem with it isn't the fact that ADP takes like blowout matchups against the other top decks. It's the fact that it prevents other decks from potentially thriving. Like if I'm playing X deck and X deck takes like slightly favorables versus other top decks, relatively even matchups elsewhere, but just hard loses to ADP, which is like a quarter of the meta, then it's just not a viable deck, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely tough. Definitely a tough one. Any other ones, Riley, that you look to just kind of on the fringes of uh, viability or, or, or top uh, top level play here? Any decks that you're liking in this format? Um, I, I think that mill deck is like the, the main one that I wanted to shout out on the fringe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm already kind of delving into the pretty far into the fringe when I you know when I whip out the mad party. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who am I to right. say anything else is more fringe? <laughs> But that rocks. <laughs> so, JW, you haven't revealed this to me yet, but I wanted to to pose it to you. So now you can present it to to everyone. What is yes. your card of the week for the week? Yes, my card of the week is. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need a jingle for sure. We, we do um, need a jingle. That would be so cool if we had a jingle. My card of the week is I actually just learned about this card, but it is a unique card, Japanese only card. Ooh. So, you know, I, it, it actually kind of piqued my interest because there are a lot of um, Japanese cards that are Japan print only, right? Like they'll do contests. Yeah, this is a, a big thing. I mean, it, it, they've they've been fairly consistent. I can think of a few times, but particularly in the early, um, you know, few years of Pokemon where they would hold contests about you know, send in your drawing and then you'd have this like, you know, extremely hideous Snorlax drawn by like a four-year-old that would make its way onto a Pokemon card. And like, that's awesome. Um, but uh, anyway, so Japanese only card um, that came out in 2004. That is one of a kind, not only because it's a, it's a promo card, but it also has a hollow style that we've never seen before. And the hollow style is called lenticular. Lenticular. And lenticular means that it changes the, um, you know, when you change the angle of the card, it'll change the um, the picture yeah, of the like, card. Yeah, like one of those things you get from, like, Burger King. Yeah, exactly. And I had no idea that they made this kind of hollow style onto any card. Like, it makes a lot of sense. And certainly lenticular-based um, products were a big thing, you know, 15 years ago, right <laughs> about when that, this card yeah. came out, you know, and um, it's just very cool. So there's this uh, Deoxys uh, oh. promo that came out in, I, I think, some kind of theme deck in Japan, but it's a lenticular promo. And the cool thing about Deoxys, right, is that it has all these different forms. Oh, I know. So, That's sick. <laughs> Yeah, so every time you tilt the card, it'll show you a different form of Deoxys. And I just think that that is... That's so cool. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I had I saw this card on... It was some, like, Pokemon card Twitter thing. Like, oh, look at this crazy lenticular Pokemon card. No one else... You know, it's never been done since. And uh, it just really piqued my interest. So it's an amazing card. It's something that um, I'm, like, want to own at some point in the future. Yeah, surprisingly not that expensive, but um, yeah, it's just really cool that uh, 
Pokemon has a card out like that where you change the angle and it changes the picture on the card. I just never thought that that was a thing. That That's actually so cool. TIL, man. TIL. <laughs> that's right, man. I'm glad I... <laughs> I'm glad I made you learn something today. That's that's exciting. I kind of want that card too. Yeah, well, don't outbid me on eBay. <laughs> Is there only one that's on eBay? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's hard to get. It's like, a, oh, not hard to get, but it's like a 15-year-old card. So you're not going to see a ton of them yeah. on eBay. I was looking at some that like were graded and I don't think, I'm sure the pop number is extremely, extremely low on a card like this. Um, yeah. You know, and the, and the few that I can find are like pretty heavy play and you know still still receiving like pretty sizable um asking prices so um yeah if you're interested in this card this would be one that i would pick up sooner rather than later i mean again it's a one of a kind japanese only promo from 16 years ago so not a lot out there strike it while the iron's hot maybe well strike it while the iron's cool maybe (laughs) <laughs> while there's while there's not more demand it's not a good time to strike it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I, that is actually that is so cool if you can't tell just from my inflection i think that's that's really really neat <laughs> yeah for sure for sure awesome well thank you jw that was a, that was a fantastic card of the week um so i know the, what a what a great segment so just to reiterate for everyone at home since this is only the second time we've done it um, in season three of Tag Team, we're going to be presenting alternating cards of the week. Um, so definitely be on the lookout for this in the midpoint of the episodes if you're curious what kind of things we're looking at. No real theme to them, just really whatever we want. <laughs> That's right. So let's jump into our next topic here. Uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, the Full Grip series, actually, that you organized uh, alongside Andrew and Natalie. So yeah. this is super exciting. I just signed up for it myself today. Um, but I'd like to kind of give you a, a chance to, to platform it and, and plug it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, at this point, there's not a ton left to plug because in the, in a matter of about two hours, we sold out of all 64 slots for the tournament, but, uh, we've been seeing a number of tournaments do very, uh, well online. I mean, there are just like a lot of different, um, places that you can go on any day of the week and play an online tournament. And I just felt like, Hey, you know, maybe it was time for, um, for full grip to, to join in on that. And, you know, for me to join in on that, like I do enjoy, you know, hosting tournaments and and putting those together and just creating, you know, a community and creating, uh, things that the Pokemon community will enjoy. And so, and that was kind of the the onus behind this. So I texted Andrew, and I, you know, one day and I was like, "Hey, we should really think about doing something like this." And I think he was really interested because it was something that he could be a part of, but not necessarily run because he is a little um, he's a little more excited about in person tournaments and a little less excited about doing online tournaments. So he kind of needed someone to say, Hey, I'll take on, you know, a lot of the, you know, organizing and, and kind of planning for this kind of event. And you can kind of take a, you know, a side view, like you don't have to be the man on this kind of project. And so I think that was you know, really reassuring to him. And, and also um, I think he wants to play too, and this will give him a really great opportunity to play in an event that, yeah. you know, is really, 
uh, you know, low stakes, but also real prizes. Like th- that's also what separates us. I think from a lot of the other tournaments is like, you know, sure. A lot of people like online packs. They do, you know, and, and that's, that's a great thing. And like, that's a very worthy prize to give out, especially, um, you know, on an event that runs during the weekday. Um, but like, we wanted this to be something where if you won the event, you know, you're getting a booster box, like you're getting some very tangible reward that, you know, makes you feel like you got your money's worth, you know, in a big way. Like it makes you feel like you amplified your money's worth, you know, many times over. Um, and not to say that, not to say that you wouldn't feel the same sense of gratitude winning packs. That's not what I'm saying, but just like, there's, you know, it's a little bit of a bigger buy-in and a little bit of a bigger reward so that is something very cool that we're excited to bring uh to the community yeah that's awesome so for those who are unaware um you can definitely check out the full grip series there's information about it um on jw's channel it'll be streamed on jw's twitch channel flex daddy righteous and the vods are the full vods just going on your youtube is that the plan i don't quite know we'll see how they turn out i might have to cut them up just sure. depending on how the quality turns out with the discord yeah. so that is you know obviously that's going to be a big issue uh a potential issue with um discord you know streaming people's ptcgo matches and things like that i'm sure we'll be able to have enough quality games to put up in, on the youtube um, but yeah of course you can always watch the vods later our first tournament is happening in a week from yesterday my birthday um <laughs> And so they are going to go, they have already almost sold out. So um, as far as I know, there's from, I don't know, 3 p.m. or something, Natalie said there were like four slots left. So uh, that one looks to be pretty much sold out at this point of the recording. And then you you can join. We're going to start doing them with a camp and we're going to start doing them bi-weekly. Now, this could completely change, but... You know, if if this next one is uh, in a week from now, then, you know, you could count on the next, the second event to be three weeks from now. So if you want to get in on that, make sure that you, you know, kind of plan ahead. Very soon. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. So, uh, but it's great. It's really great to see that the, uh, you know, community wants an event like this amongst many of the other events. And um, we're excited to bring something that will be high quality, that will be high quality. player experience you know we really want to take make sure that the players are taken care of in terms of getting an event done in a very um you know kind of uh uh, uh, i I don't want to say reasonable but that's a word that's coming to mind or like you know you're gonna play you're gonna sit down you're gonna play you're gonna play your you know three hours or three and a half hours and then you're gonna be done and it's not like you know you're not dragging on into the night or anything like that so i really want to keep player experience at the forefront of this event and um I think it'll be a really great production and something that we can build on in the future. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And shout out to full grip as always. Um, well, honestly, shout out to Natalie. She has been amazing on the, uh, on the back end. She, she's doing all the work that like you don't see, like I'll probably be doing a lot of the production uh, the day of, and certainly helping with, you know, getting people organized, but she's doing a lot of stuff with the, you know, with the organization of the tournament, taking people's, um, 
you know, uh, 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 entry fees and, and working on the discord and making sure everyone's signed up. And she just has a real knack for doing that. And, uh, she does it very well and she's dealing with, you know, a lot of, a lot of people right now and, and she's doing a very great job. So yeah. Shout outs to her for that. Natalie is definitely the best. <laughs> no doubt in my mind there. Cool. No doubt. So I, I do recommend that you all continue to check this out. Uh, if you haven't signed up for this week, be sure to check it out on the channel as it goes live. Um, and if that seems to interest you, it seems like a, a cool thing that you want to be a part of, sign up for the next one. Absolutely. So cannot recommend it enough. I think it's going to be a ton of fun. Cool. I'm happy you're playing in it, Riley. Yeah, it was a, it was a tough sell, man. I would never want to participate in your event of all events. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you sleaze ball for sure. But... I know. Yeah, no, I I kind of suck sometimes. So. Yeah, for sure. But it was your birthday <laughs> yesterday, so you know, in honor like a... of the week anniversary of your birthday, I thought it was only appropriate that I play in your event. <laughs> week, bro. What do you mean week? You mean month? The month of September? Well, no, the week anniversary of your birthday is the event. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's a, that's a pretty big day on my calendar. Got to make sure to do something special for that. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting it. Yeah, it's the it's the quarter of JW's birthday, guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, good stuff. Well, let's uh, let's open up the floor to any questions that um, our viewers have. Uh, we have one here that uh, is not so much a question as a very nice statement saying riley and jw looking fresh with the new hairstyles now i don't know that i have a new hairstyle and i don't know that you have kind of styled your hair in a different way yeah, different i feel like it's been the same for the last uh it's not as it's not as big that's just, it's kind of more coincidence more than anything yeah it's <laughs> it's a little it's a little more um kind of it's less boy band and more emo very cool very cool. Yeah. I feel like I mean, they occupy a similar space. Well, and you, you are wearing a nice little sweaty. A nice little sweaty. Yeah, I'm repping the uh, the Teddy Fresh SpongeBob merch. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. I know you were really hype about that when it when it was released. <laughs> I was. Yeah. No, it's so you cool. got it. Yeah, yeah. It looks nice. It looks nice. It's so comfy. The only it's just too warm. That's the only thing. Which it's too warm. That's not really a complaint, but like, you know, it's like still, it's still warm enough outside and uh, yeah, <laughs> that having a really comfortable warm sweatshirt on is like a little too much. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It definitely is like, I, it was 88 today. It was, it was, I mean, it was like a little, it was in the fifties in Wisconsin today. It was very rainy. Um, it was in the fifties? I think so. Like the whole day? Yeah. Or... yeah wow. It was, it was raining all day, so it didn't You're really so lucky, dude. Is that lucky? Yeah, I love I love that weather. Maybe I'll just come up there and and work for Epic. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. They got a position at the food court. Probably, but. <laughs> cool. We'll we'll move in together. That sounds great. That does. So that would be fun. Get the streamer house. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting. We'd have someone um, to play Pokemon with. <laughs> All you'd play is Mad Party, though. I'd be so bored. I'd be so sick, though. <laughs> I'd be so sick. I, I would just play. I would just play ADP into your Mad Party, and no, then we would just play Mad Party mirrors. Oh yeah, that'd be epic. 
That'd be so epic. Okay. Let's get to actual questions though. So, so we have another one here that says, what do you guys think of the new Zerude V? Haven't read Asking it. the question, possibly the savior of grass types. So the new Zerude, oh, you know what it does, right, Riley? I don't. Ah, Jungle Rise. So Jungle Rise uh, for a couple of grass energy. It says you may attach two basic energy cards from your hand to your bench Pokemon in any way that you like and heal all damage from those Pokemon. So very reminiscent to what card, Riley? It's like Celebi mixed with Sceptile. Yes, it is. Yes, I was just going to say Sceptile. So very interesting little card here. Um that I don't know what are your I guess if you've never seen the card what are some initial <laughs> How much HP impressions does it have? 210 uh not viable no not viable <laughs> it hits Ooh. for the resistance into the dog card and the dog card knocks it out actually <laughs> yeah that's true yeah dang old dog card bro yeah, ruining the, everything the dog card man <laughs> I wanted to, to call out Magikarp 62's problem, um, referencing ADP um, and how it's affecting the metagame. It says, wasn't this the problem people had when trying to deck build when Buzzrock was so dominant or not on the same scale? Um, I think it depends on the period, but I would say not on the same scale. I, well, like, the thing with Buzzrock was, like, people people could respect it, but, like, actively I feel like chose not to in a lot of ways. Like... <laughs> If you were playing, if you were playing a Zorark deck, and you weren't playing a Mew, I don't know what you were doing. Well, even beyond that, I would say, like there are things you could do to make your deck better versus Buzzrock, but like there's not sure. a lot you can do to make your deck better versus ADP. Like it either can, yeah, it either yes, can hang yes, or yes. it can't. So right. I think fundamentally it's right. just not the same problem. Yeah, no, it's just inherent, right, in the card uh, or in the deck itself, whether or not it can, you know, beat that archetype. Uh, whereas maybe it wasn't so much in the past where you could, yeah, again, add those texts or, um, you know, build your deck in such a way to be able to beat Buzzrock. I never felt that maybe that's just me because I, I didn't play a ton of Buzzrock. Um, I was guess I was either like being a contrarian or I just didn't test that well with it. But I never really felt like... I I never really felt like it was that dominant presence being on the outside looking in like I never really <laughs> I never really felt like it was that dominant presence. I, it definitely was. Um I actually I tested so much Buzzrock but always ended up playing Zorark. It was actually insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the only real tournament I played Buzzrock for was Worlds, but I consistently tested it before every tournament, and it was always good. I just always ended up playing something else. Right. I don't know. Probably just masochism or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. And Mass Dave, with our last question of the day, asks, do you think Salamence VMAX has any viability in this format at all? And trying it with Vikavolt to soften up dudes while building up a VMAX, and it kind of works. Thoughts on Salamence? Salamence? Um, I I really don't have a ton of thoughts, Dave. Uh, it sounds like an interesting list that you're playing, though. Um, the Vikavolt is not something that I've seen in Salamence, and I generally would shy away from the Salamence that plays uh, Electric, just because you're going to have a hard time chaining your triple excels but i can see where you're going with that kind of making that 
up by giving yourself more turns, presumably by playing the Vika Volt. So um, it seems like you have a good concept there. And I'd be curious to see kind of what the, what a list like that would look like in some gameplay with it to really give a valid assessment. Yeah, I, I do. I do actually like the idea of using Vika Volt to like fix the math while also giving you hopefully turns. Um, yeah. You know, it's I. It's hard to guarantee that that would like practically work, but it's super cool. Absolutely. Awesome. So, if you take away anything from the pod today, it's that Mad Party is busted, uh, ADP is garbage, and so you should play one of those two decks, and that one being the Mad Party deck. Which you agree, have you? I agree, dude. <laughs> I agree. And you should also you should also get your hands. On the lenticular deoxys. <laughs> That's so true. I think if everybody swapped their ADP deck for a Mad Party deck, the world would be a better place. What if we just made that pact? As a community. Yeah, as a community. It's like, if you ever find yourself wanting to play ADP, you know, just like, say no. Just say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go with Mad Party instead. Maybe make the game a little bit more fun. Like, we're kind of... Instead of the ban ADP movement, what if we just, it's like not a, it's not a call. We're not anti-ADP, to, we're pro Mad Party. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> there you go. Or, or it's not a call to the um, to the higher-ups. Like, we need to take a stand here and now and just not play ADP. So maybe we should, you know, if you see anyone playing ADP, you know, just maybe tell them to stop. Like, they don't need that. <laughs> like, get them help. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just ask if they're okay. Yeah. And see what you can it's do to make to their life. It's important to check in on people's mental health. <laughs> <laughs> it's on us. It's, it's, it's actually all on us. <laughs> what Pokemon should actually do is they should print a Sinistee with Mad Party. And then it'll all come together. <laughs> that, would, that would get me pretty pogged. That would be so pogged. That would get me pretty pogged. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for your continued support. Uh, make sure if you're listening on your podcasting platforms to rate and review. The support really helps us out and gets us boosted up so more people can discover the content and we can keep pumping out more great stuff for you guys. And we will catch you all next week. Peace. See ya.